0: Praise the Lord, amen. Man, that was pretty dang sweet, wasn't it? Yeah. Praise the Lord, man. Uh, ben was reminding me when we, he goes, hey, man, it's just me and you today. Yeah. And, he, and, he said, and he said, that's how we started. And But of course, he was 16 at the time, all right, had a guitar. We we're in a little, a little old youth room back there just trying to sing in these praises, man. And, and praise the Lord, man, Amen. I love I love it when we sing these songs, man. Some of these, like, you might consider to be older songs, and some people are like, oh, man, we need some new stuff. You know, what? You know, these remind me of those times when I got to hang out with those kids, man, and, and we just sing these songs, and we'd sing them over and over, and we'd sing the heck out of these songs and, until we knew exactly what they meant. You know what I mean? We would sing them until we knew exactly what we were singing and what we were saying and who we were praising, all right? And it was pretty awesome. I gotta ask you a couple of questions. Have you, have you ever sung these songs, man, and just forgot what you're singing? All right, um, you know what I mean? Just kind of just follow the bouncing ball, you know? Okay, it's time for that word and that word and that word. All right? Or this, one. how about this? Have you, have you, all right? have you ever walked in, have you ever waited until the singing was done before you came into a service? Oh, some of you are totally busted, man! Right? I know. I know, man. Or leave before we get that last song, right? Right? You know, you ever leave? Right? Anybody? Never leave. Never. Of course, not you guys. You guys never leave at you know before the last song, right? You know. But but but, but you know, I just I just I'm just tripping, man, because you know, I think sometimes we can learn a lot from a kid. You know, I mean, uh, you know, when we were at camp one time, I was talking to Ben a little bit about this. We were at camp in, uh, I think it was in Point Loma, uh, and there was probably about 800 kids there, right? And, uh, and when we had this service that we all came into, this service, right, these kids all came in, and um, the preacher didn't even preach, man. He was there to preach. He was ready to preach, had a message all prepared. We just started singing a couple of songs, man, and one kid came in and just, just dropped to, the, to his knees, Another kid, she just dropped to her knees. Next thing you know, man, kids, hundreds of kids, man, we didn't even preach, just started singing a song, and hundreds and hundreds of kids were just falling, coming out of their seats, and I was just going, whoa, man, look at this, we didn't even preach yet, man, and the, the, they, were, they were just recognizing what God was doing in their midst, and they responded to it. I mean, it was so powerful that I was looking and going, man, I need to start. I had to get down. I fell on my face, man, and started to recommit areas that I had taken back from God. I just think you can learn a lot from a kid. You know, I was, was, when we first started the church, right, and we were just up the road here, man, and we were doing a service one night, and we're preaching the gospel, man, and... uh, and after I was done preaching, the band came out and they started singing. I saw one kid get up, man, and, and start walking out. And she was kind of holding her face like this and walked out the door. And I went down to go see what was up. And she was outside sitting on the ground, man, next to a truck, leaning up against this truck. And she was just like this. And I went up to her and I was like, what's going on? She goes, I don't know. She goes, I just feel like I need to do something about that. All right, you can learn a lot from a kid, man, right? You know, one time I'm, I'm down in South Tucson, right? And I'm preaching, man, and this is the hood, right? And, uh, and we got this gathering, all these kids, man, just came in, right? And, uh, and while I was preaching, right in the middle of the sermon, this kid walks in, right? All like, you know, all like tough, like everybody look at me, I'm really tough, and everybody was looking at him, and they knew him. You could tell. They were like, oh, you know, what's he doing? You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, and he sat down, right? He sat down, and, and, and then I just kept preaching. I didn't let it distract me like I normally would, right? And, uh, and then while I was preaching, he got up to, to, to walk out. And I said, hey, man, where are you going? <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> I'm still talking about Jesus. And you need to wait till I'm done. And he looked at me. You could see some of the kids were going, I later found out he was like a pretty hardcore little gang leader, you know what I mean? That actually shoots people for stuff like that, right? I was still talking to Jesus, man, sit down, man. And he came and he sat down. I kept preaching. And then we started singing. And while we were singing, he fell to his face and he gave his life to Christ. And it it blew us away we're right up the road, man, was a youth pastor, and we're preaching, and we're doing this big service. We used to call it Power Jam. And we had a skate competition, all kinds of fun killer stuff going on, had professional skaters come up and do, had killer bands come up and just kind of throw down and stuff. And a couple of kids, man, they were probably like 15 and 16 years old. They said, okay, hey, can we talk to the kids, man? Can we say something? And I, and I was like, yeah, well, young. just come on, man. And, uh, and it was right, right before I was going to preach. That night, I said, why don't you guys come up? You talk to the kids before I preach. They go, all right on, 15, 16-year-old kids. They came up. I gave them both microphones. They walked up on the stage, and they looked at all the kids, and they said, all right, who wants to get saved? Who wants to get saved right now? Do you want to get saved? Do you want to get saved? You need to get saved. Come on, give your life to Jesus right now. The kids got up, and they came, and they gave their life to Christ right there. That's all they said. (laughs) All right. Who wants to get saved, all right? When it comes to faith in Jesus, I believe that we can learn a lot from a kid. I just love how simple kids make the gospel. It's pretty amazing if you ever paid attention, all right? My, uh, my granddaughter, who is six years old, uh, already knows who she's gonna marry right? And he's in our church. He's one of our pastors, six-year-old boys. (laughs) They actually grew up together. And it's pretty cool. They actually grew up together. They've been grew up. They're six. They grew up together, man. They've been through it all, all right? (laughs) They've been through everything. And she told him, you know, she says, I'm going to marry him. And you know what his response was to his parents? Because they told her that she wants to marry him. And he said, well, does she know Jesus? Does she love Jesus? Literally, does she love Jesus?" Right, and we're like, yeah, and I and I told I told my granddaughter that, and I says, you want to know if you love Jesus? She goes, well, yes, she said, and I asked her why, and she said, well, because, <laughs> <laughs> because, are you, <laughs> you know? I was like, okay, <laughs> probably right, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, it's crazy, man, because when you talk to these two, they're pretty fun to talk to about Christ and everything, and they don't question heaven at all. They have questions about heaven, but they don't question heaven at all. My granddaughter was asking my, my, my wife, she says, like, you know, she wanted to know about heaven. She didn't question whether heaven was real or not. She just wanted to know, are we going to be naked or are we going to have clothes? That's what she wanted to know. Are we going to have clothes? Last night, while well, I'm preparing this message, man, uh, 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 her future husband, uh, his, his his mom says, "Hey, my he, he has a question for you about heaven." He said we were talking about heaven and how you know, you know, there, there's not gonna be no sickness, everything's gonna be great and everything. And he, all he wanted to know was, was his babysitter, baby sister, able, gonna be able to bite through metal? He goes, he goes. Out of all, everything he could want to know, well, can my babysitter, she gonna be able to bite through metal? You know what I mean? Just because that's an important question. You know what I mean? I just think, you know, there's just a purity in our children. I think we sometimes, we just complicate our faith. And by the way, the answer to that question is if she needs to, she will. Praise the Lord. In heaven, I believe, you know, if we really need to bite through metal in heaven, we're going to be able to do it, guaranteed. No problem. All right? I just think we can learn a lot from our kids. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we praise you. And we give you the honor and the glory, Lord God. And we pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would uh, guide us through your word and help us to see, help us to to see Jesus. I love the songs that we sang. Open the eyes of our heart, Lord God. Our, Our eyes are just, we're constantly seeing things that we think we have to see or that we think we want to see. But Lord, our heart, Lord God, you can help us see from our heart, Lord God. And we will meet you there, Lord God, right there with us, where, 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 where our feet may fail, Lord God, we're going to meet you right there, and we're going to praise you because only you are holy. In Jesus' mighty name, help us, Lord God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I don't know if you've been with us for a while or not. We're going through the book of Luke. Um, we've, uh, we're in chapter 18, and we're going to get some serious traction today in Luke as we t- tackle on three verses. All right, and we're going to see, you know, where, where God is leading us. <clears throat> and uh, just kind of contextually, just kind of in history, kind of share where we're actually at. Jesus is actually on his way to Jerusalem. He's only a few weeks away before the cross. He's only a few weeks away before the cross. And on his way, once again, on his way, because this happened often, you can read through the scriptures, kids were coming to him. Children were coming to Jesus. And people were bringing their babies to Jesus. So we're in Luke chapter uh, 18. We're beginning in verse 15. We'll have you know, the verses up there if you want to open up your app or your Bible. Uh, you know, I don't know if you, <laughs> where, where, <laughs> I don't know what Megan said. I tried to remember that. Some place they say you have to go to your, anyway, wherever you go to get apps. Anyway, so uh, open up your Bible or whatever, and uh, Luke chapter uh, 18, verse 15, once more, Father, just guide us through your word in Jesus' name. Amen. And so we catch up with Jesus, and here's what, here's what Luke tells us. He says, now they were bringing even infants to him that he might touch them. And when, and when the disciples saw it, they rebuked him. You see, they were bringing, the kids were coming to Christ, and, and people were seeing Jesus, and they're like, here's my baby, touch my baby. Way better than the president kissing your baby. All right, this is Jesus, man, touch my baby. You know, this was a common thing. And we have to recognize, why wouldn't it not be a common thing? If you were with your children and Jesus was walking through town, all right, and you're like, dude, all right, I just got your report card. You need to come see Jesus. All right. You know, we would be tripping like we we wouldn't, you know, who wouldn't want Jesus to touch their baby or have their kids hang out with Jesus, it's pretty wild, man, because we recognize that, that, Jesus, that children, they love to come to Jesus. And, and still today, children just love to come to Jesus. It says a lot about Jesus that children love to come to him. And, and it says a lot about Jesus that he actually loved the children. All right? That's just the wind because it's pretty crazy out there. <laughs> Sounds like our building has really bad gas, but it doesn't. It's just something. I'm trying not to let it freak me out. But anyways... Um, all right, but, but, but you know, it tells me that Jesus obviously wasn't a, an irritable or, or, or mean person because children don't really gravitate towards irritable and mean people. So it gives you a little bit of insight around, around, around the character of, of our Jesus, our Christ. All right, I mean, I have a hard time with mean and irritable people, you know what I mean? But I recognize that, 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 that the only people that were actually irritated were the disciples, they were irritated by this. It says, you know, it says that the disciples saw it and they rebuked them and they're like, you know what, get these kids back. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I mean, what's crazy because we still, you know, we, we saw, you know, every once in a while, we ascribe to this. When it comes to children, we ascribe to this level of thinking. Too often we think that Jesus, that he's going to agree with us when it's us who need to understand Jesus a little better and agree with him. How many times, man? think about how many times, all right, do we complicate Jesus in front of people, especially in front of our children? And how many times does Jesus need to uncomplicate these things? And sometimes even by an open rebuke. I ever wonder if if the reason that we forget what we're going to say at a certain moment is maybe because we're just talking too much. (laughs) You ever think about that? You ever kind those moments, you know, like, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, maybe Jesus is trying to say, dude, you're just talking way too much. Shut it down a little bit. I think that maybe also that our, that our value system of people gets lost in, the, in, in, in our overestimation of ourselves. I think as we grow up, man, or we quote unquote grow up, we, we overestimate our, you know, ourselves. And we underestimate those around us. Alright, we're like keep these kids back. We have important things to do here, right? You know, we have important things to discuss. All right? And sometimes it's crazy man cuz I think you know, sometimes we, we we think that we have come so far. Right? We've come so far that that this is where everybody else needs to jump in, that we've we've grown so much in our faith that if you haven't grown to this level, man, I can't even really talk to you right now. And we have our little kids around and they're asking all these crazy questions. Why this? Why that? What then? What what and whys? The what and why questions. And then the hows come in. And you're just like, okay, that's enough. (laughs) Right? And we forget that before we were so enlightened with spiritual things that we needed Jesus to meet us right where we were at as well. You remember that place where we were broken, where we were lost. And I don't care what age you were, where we were actually even little. You remember that place? I try to remember it all the time so I don't get ahead of myself or get ahead of Jesus. It's pretty amazing because Jesus, he took a knee for you, all right, and for me. In the same way that right here, he was taking a knee for these kids and even letting them sit On his knee. You see, in Mark, another description of what's happening right here when he's talking about kids coming to him. Mark chapter 10, verse 16. He says this, and he and he took them in his arms and he blessed them and he and he laid his hands on them. How many adults do you think were 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 were, were there that they got a little jealous of Jesus? Just like, hey man, are you like I'm right here, adult, you know, I'm enlightened. I have we could talk about more and more weightier things. When in fact, Jesus is like, hey man, back up and embracing these children, embracing their faith, embracing their innocence, embracing their trust. How many do you think thought less of Jesus because uh, he obviously doesn't consider himself to be too important for these little ones like you guys are or like we are. Back in that culture, they were, kids were not even considered little, really <laughs> citizens until they were able to work. how many do you think actually got the point when they saw Jesus interacting with these children? I want to challenge you to something, man. I think the, I think the way that we view children reflects how well we want to know the heart of Jesus. i think about that for a while. I mean, we're just trying to learn something from Jesus right now, right? We're just watching him, man. We, we, we have the, uh, the, uh, you know, the opportunity and... Um, You know, the the, uh, privilege of years later being able to go back into the scene and see the whole thing around him. Well, some in real time weren't even getting what was going on. We're just trying to learn a little bit from Jesus. And I think that the way that we view children, all right, reflects how well we want to know the heart of Jesus, who elevated them in status and humanity and said, you know what, these guys right here. And I think kids will let you know how well you're doing. I'm going to brag a little bit. All right, uh, it's funny. Was last last night? All right, last last, no, no, not last night. A couple of nights ago. All right, uh, I'm at my house, and and my daughter is with uh, my granddaughter babysitting. My my, our pastor was one of our pastor's kids. Our, their kids, and while we're there. She, while they're there, she sends me a text. And she said, hey, man, Ezra wanted you to see this. He wanted to make sure you saw this. And let's, let me show you what he sent me. He was extremely important that he knew that I saw that. All right? And you know what? Hey, and he's six years old. Pastor needs to see this. All right? Apparently, you're not getting this because look at, man, that is a, not a pterodactyl, but a pterodactyl, I think it's called, all right, and it's got a backpack on, all right? That is a big deal. What does he even need a backpack for, all right? What does a pterodactyl put in a backpack? Think about it, all right? Allow yourself to go there, man, and I have the text back, man. That is amazing. A dude, there's a pterodactyl with a backpack. What's going on right here? This is so awesome. And then, and then that same night, all right, I'm bragging, right? That same night, I'm hanging out with one of our other pastors. He came over. We're talking about some stuff. We have some things we need to talk about, you know, uh, pastor stuff, all right? And he says, hey, man, before we talk, man, uh, I got my, my daughter, Nora, five years old, wanted to make sure that you knew that she said hi. I was like, dude, that is so awesome. Make sure you tell her I said hi, man, all right? (laughs) And it's so important that she knows that I said hi. These are my friends. You got a problem with that? (laughs) You might catch me talking to them and telling you, hey, man, wait a second, man. We're just like, what? I know, backpack. Are you kidding me? You know what I mean? It's like, are you, you know, I don't know about you, man, but you know what, this is my friends. And Jesus, he took them in his arms and he blessed them. He blessed them. What an amazing thing to be blessed by Jesus. And the best way we can continually bless our kids and the kids around us is to show them the love of Jesus. To help them know the word of God. To show them the love of Christ. That Christ is like he he, he he takes them seriously. And He knows that they're important. And they need to know that he knows that they're important. And our children need to know that we know that they're important. And we take every bit, you know, paradoxicals, whatever the case may be, we take every bit of it, of of them eh, seriously. Because it's all important. It's so important. And we need to help them get to know the word of God. The Bible is not too much for your children. I don't care what, what age they are. Begin with the love of Christ. Begin with praying verses over your children. Ask God for verses out of the Bible, to start just praying those actual words over your children. It is so powerful. and it it's such an amazing thing to do, and it's not too late. All right? I pray verses over all my grandkids. I'll pray with them. I'll pray verses over them. And some of them will talk about the scriptures and stuff like that. Especially my oldest grandson. We have such amazing conversations about God and the word of God. But when you're purposeful with the word of God in the life of your children, you know what, you know, what to look for in their lives and what to pray for in their lives and what to even talk about with them. Never give up on your kids. We can't dismiss our kids for later. Never give up on your kids, man. Uh, My wife and I, man, we still pray certain prayers, all right? Uh, And then the scriptures that God gives us over our five adult kids. This way I know what to look for, what to agree agree with God about in their lives, and and what to praise God for, as well as what to affirm them in. Don't give up on your kids. But Jesus called them. He said to them, let the, let the children come to me. Don't hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. I oh, I've told you this before. I don't know, I've told a lot of you this. One time I was in uh, Florida and I was preaching at a conference in Florida, at Florida Christian uh, College there. And they brought in a whole bunch of students one night. And the first night I was there and uh, they asked for me to send them a profile picture so they could put it on their poster. And it just, I didn't have one, you know, so... Um I sent them uh it's the a picture of Tarzan and um <laughs> and so early Tarzan, you know, way back in the day, black and white. Uh and so and uh, no, it, so that didn't work. So they didn't know what I look, looked like, all right, when I got there. And, uh, and, and so when the kids were all showing up, man, I was outside, all right, and I was watching these busloads of kids, like hundreds and hundreds of kids were showing up. And I thought, I'm going to mess with them. So I messed up my hair, all right, messed up my shirt and my hand, pad, pants that had holes in them. And I walked out front and I was asking any of them if they had any food. Do you guys have any food, man? Do you have some food? And the youth leaders were like, get away from him, get away from him. Come inside, get away from him. I'm like, come on, man, just a, some food, a Skittle. Anybody got any Skittles? I know you guys got backpacks and snacks. And, I'm, and the youth leaders are like, get away from him. Get away from him. Get away from him. And then I walked out on stage. <laughs> What's happening? Anybody got anything to eat now? <laughs> Kids are digging in their backpacks. I told you. All right. <laughs> The youth leaders were keeping the kids away from someone who needed help. And I'm gonna know, man, what are you keeping your children away from? What are you keeping yourself away from? Because, you know, you're all grown now. Was a story of a a young pastor who got got called out to this pretty wealthy church. And uh, they had a big potluck for him welcoming him, and all these people brought all kinds of food, man, and um, they saw a homeless man come in through the back door, actual homeless man, and they saw him over there by the donuts, and he was putting donuts in his pocket, and some of the people said, let's, let's get that young pastor to work, all right, and they were like, I couldn't believe it, and this guy's stealing donuts, and they told the young pastor, they said, could you come over here a minute, yeah, they go, okay, check this out, look at this guy, And he looked at him, he says, what's going on? They go, he's stealing donuts. Can you go over there and handle that? So the pastor went over there. He said, look back at him. Okay, Looked at the man. Hi, how are you? Introduced himself. He says, hold on a second. Grab the box under the table, put all the donuts in the box. And he gave the man the donuts. He said, go on. And he walks back over to the people, right? He's like, "Um, that's what you meant, right? What you wanted me to do, right? But you see, that's what a kid would have done, right? That's what a kid would have done. See, not only we have to be careful that we're not hindering them from coming to Jesus, but also hindering them from expressing the childlike faith that He totally adores. See, this, this church is here to make it easier for people to know Jesus. Amen? Yes. That's why we're here, to make it easier for people to know Jesus. Why? Because somewhere along the line, man, we thought we grew up, all right? And we may start making it harder and harder for ourselves to know Christ and for others to know Jesus. And then when we got saved, we didn't think it was important to keep growing in our relationship with Christ. So we just took a selfie with Jesus, all right? And we're thinking, that's good enough. And we look at the selfie once in a while. There's way more to it, right? I have some people tell me, you know, my kids ain't trying to hear anything I tell them about Jesus. My kids aren't trying to hear anything I tell them about Jesus. So before you project that on your children... And before you project it on the message of Christ, maybe you need to examine the messenger. Think about that. Are you talking about heaven when you're living like hell? Are you teaching about grace when you have no patience at all? Are you teaching about the truth when you're not always telling it? Are you talking about the cross when you're not fully submitted to it? Are you valuing certain things in your life or even in their life over God, like, you know, career, job, you know, good grades, sports and activities instead of teaching them that a person, a man or woman completely sold out to Christ is going to change the atmosphere in that job, in that college, in that career, in that sport, in that activity. Maybe just maybe we need to repent to our kids. I can't tell you how many times I did that early in my walk with Christ and still once in a while have to do that to repent to my children. It requires vulnerability, but it also shows your children that you too also need Jesus. And that's an important thing. It's such an important thing. And he says, to such belong the kingdom, all right? To this kind of person. He didn't say this, only kids get in. He says, but to this kind of person right here, man, this is an example of, 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 of a kingdom citizen right here. To such belong the kingdom. This humble, all right, person, beginning the first characteristic of every man or woman of God needs to be humility. You cannot bypass it. You cannot walk without it. Excuse me. It needs to continually remain right in front of your walk with Jesus. Humbleness, dependence on Christ, trusting Christ, no problem believing and no problem releasing that faith. I know a young kid, man. You need to pray for this kid. His name is Jay. We'll just call him Jay. Jay. All right, and uh he had to he had to move, man, and I was really feeling called in this kid's life, trying to work with him, um, but he gave his life to Christ you know right when he was about fourteen, all right, and then a year later, man, this kid is just bringing in sermons, talking about sermons, talking about prayer, talking about stuff. Debbie and I went to go pick him up one time. He was waiting for us in front of Circle K. I'm asking him, what were you doing, man? We're waiting. He was, well, I was praying with that person over there, and that person, I was telling those people about Jesus, and this guy was getting gas, and I was praying with him, and I was just like, this guy's 15. You know what I mean now? I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, and, you know I mean? and then one time he saw a lady, had a lump on her neck, and had the boldness to go up and say, can I pray with you? Yeah, and he put his hand on her neck and started praying. I called him, you know, this the other day, man, the other day, and I was like, he was like, man, he goes, I go, how you doing? He goes, not too good. And I go, what's up, man? He goes, I just, I, I need prayer, man. He goes, I'm, I go, what's up, man? You sound kind of down. He goes, that's ah, kind of backsliding. I go, oh, man. He goes, yeah, I, just, I need to fast. I need to pray. I go, well, what were you doing, man? What, what, tell me about it? What'd you do? He goes, well, I've been cussing. I was expecting this huge thing. Weren't you expecting, man? He just went, here, like, man. But he is paying that close attention to his walk with Jesus. 15 years old, I've been cussing, man. I need to fast and pray. You can learn a lot from a kid, amen? His heart was broken over that. And when it comes to faith in Jesus, we can learn a lot from our kids. And, and, then, and then in and, 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 and 18, uh, 17, verse 17, I'm sorry. It goes on, Jesus kind of says something crazy right here. Wait a second, all this, right? And then all of a sudden, truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) I thought we were just talking about kids right now, right? All right, I'll pay better attention. I'm gonna be looking more, you know what I mean? Wait a second, he has even more insight into our, our attentiveness to children, he says, I say, whoever does not receive, all right, whoever does not welcome, whoever does not grab a hold of, whoever does not take and apprehend the kingdom of God the, like, like, a, like a child ain't coming in. How did he sneak that in there, right? This is huge. This is so paramount And we seem to just skip right over and go on to the next thing. When we have to recognize there is something big right here. You don't get this unless you do this, this way. And this is what we all want, right? This heaven and life eternal with God and man just kind of going into that everlasting kingdom. All right, wait a second. He says, you guys are missing something here. We got a checklist, right? Okay, I did this today. I did this, I did this, I did this. Well, what about this? Receiving the, the kingdom of God like a child. see, Jesus <laughs> is trying to help us recognize that children receive the love of Christ without trying to earn it. They'll receive the love of Christ. How many things do your kids just expect? As a kid, man, did you have to earn your parents' love? Maybe some of us did, and that's a horrible picture of, of God. But for many of us, we didn't have to work for our love of our, of our parents. We shouldn't have to, and they don't have to work for the love of Christ. They didn't have to earn their place to live. Like, okay, wait a second, you know, you're five years old. Are you thinking about paying rent now? You know what I mean? Otherwise, you're out of here. You know what I mean? Didn't have to do that. They just received it, and they just lived in it. Why? Because we loved our kids and they responded to that love. And Jesus is saying, I love you. And I want you to respond to that love the same way without trying to earn it or to pretend that you don't need it. They just hold on to it, hold on to it tight. And they live that way. And they live like that. Pastor Justin was telling me a story about his nephew, and I don't know if I'm going to get this right, but his nephew, his name was Duke, right? and, and he was at a birthday party for his nephew, and, uh, and he said he had all these presents that he opened up, a bunch of presents and stuff, but there was this one present, it was this red truck. He said that one he just grabbed the hold of, and he just held that truck. And for the rest of the, the party, that's where you saw him. He was with that truck. That truck was everything. His red truck, that was the greatest thing he had, and he held on to it, and he just loved it. It was just a little red truck. But he held on to it, man. It meant a lot to him. He held, And that was a big deal for him. All right? No other toy was as important to him as that one right there. And I recognize this, man. To receive the kingdom is to see as you know, it is your most valuable possession. The love of Christ is the most valuable possession, all right, to take hold of it and not let it go, even when there's a bunch of other shiny stuff all around us just kind of calling for our attention. When it comes to faith in Jesus, we can learn a lot from our kids. Amen? Amen. Come on with me, man. I want us to try something. You are like, and you're going to say, well, we're going to, have communion right here, and we're not going to put the communion slide up or nothing like that. We're just going to... And so, so did everybody get one of these? All right. And if you, if you, if you need one, they have them in the back right here, uh, or ushers will grab you one. All right. But I want you to don't, don't just grab it out. Don't just like, okay, I know some of you are trying to get that first layer peeled because it's hard sometimes. You can never catch up with the person, man, the second layer, you know what I mean? I lose my mind sometimes when I'm back there. It's like, hold on, man, slow down, slow down. I'm trying to get this thing open, right? All right, I don't want to focus on any of that. So, give you a little bit of time. Open it up. I want to focus on something completely different. All right. Just like that little boy Duke grabbed the hold of that red truck, and that was his. And that was That's just. That was his truck, man, and that's, and that's how he was just going to just walk. That was his prized possession. I want to challenge you to something, man. All right? I want to challenge you to something. Can we approach communion today? And, and I'm trying to give you some of you at home and some of you in Hebrew, just get Get with us right here. Alright, if you're at home, grab some juice, grab some bread, and, and 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 you know, if you need to put it on pause and just and, and then join us right back. But what would it look like for us to approach this as a child? Brand new, fresh, trusting, realizing the gift that is greater than a red truck that Christ has given us his blood. Realizing that without Christ, we were just toast, man. We were done for. What what does it look like for us, all right, to, 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 to recognize that Christ loved us way before we loved him? That Christ loves us, even though we stiff arm him and ignore him, that he loves us to the point to where he says, I am coming, all right, to, 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 to fill the gap that is between you and God, you and the Father, you and eternity in heaven. I'm here to fill that gap. All right, right here on the cross to give my life for you, to spill out my blood for you, that I was gonna wash you with my, I know you've sinned and I know you've sinned and you're thinking about sinning some more. I know all of that, but I'm gonna just wash you clean with my blood on the cross as I pay for your sin. What if we joined him in that? Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that lived. All right, it's not just, I love my brother texted me this week and he says, man, it's not just a, a memory that we just remember. This is something we have to actively partake in. We have to get in and we have to be a part of. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives within me. Amen? And the life that I live in the flesh, I live for the only Son of God, who, who I, I live by faith, all right, for the only Son of God who died and gave himself for me. Can we approach that this morning as you, as you pull out that, that first little wafer and as you just hold it right here in your hands, just like a kid would, and when Jesus said that his body was broken, and we remember that on his cross that his body was broken, take your wafer and just break it. Oh man, that should do something to your heart. That should that should grab a hold of you. That should change you, man. That should change the way you think about any of this. To recognize that his body was broken for you, his broken for me. That he gave his life on the cross. That he did that for you. And he says, when you break this bread together, man, do this in remembrance of me. Amen. Father, we praise you, Lord God, and we thank you for your son. And Jesus, we realize your body was broken and we're with you, man. We're with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now take the cup. as you open it and you see I know it's just juice but it's red it's red and it, and it represents the blood of Christ man like a kid like a kid who realizes man you did that Some of you, man, you are your kid's greatest hero. And some of you know the heroes of your children. And some of you know your heroes as a child. But have any of them ever done this? Poured out their blood for them. And when I look at the blood of my hero, Remember that on the cross that he bled and he died for me. Thank you, Jesus. This is not a ritual. This is where we need to stay heart set and this mindset I want to challenge you to something this week it might be a little weird because you've maybe never done this before sometime this week with your children or with your spouse or with your friends or with your family take communion if you have a hard time understanding it read it in the gospels where Jesus said, you know, where he presented it. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 11, where Paul speaks about it. Take communion with your family. And let's stay right here, like kids, before an almighty God, for the glory of God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're gonna be right here praying with you. If you need to come up and pray, we're gonna be right here to pray with you. Please come and pray. We got a fence back there. Put a prayer in there. We're praying through that through oh, those those prayers throughout the week. Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you.